Hello, hello. This is episode number 48 on the Wild Wellness Podcast. Jenny Holbert here, if we haven't met, and today is a bit of a personal episode. I'm going to talk about five ways I recovered from adrenal issues and burnout because I know some of you are also experiencing something like this, or maybe you have in the past and you'd like to get some perspective on some things that you could still do to support yourself. So if you're feeling tired, mentally foggy, and stressed, a lot of times those are things that happen when you do have adrenal issues. Now, obviously, it could be a lot of other things as well, but years ago, that's what I was experiencing, and I really started to have a lot of ups and downs in my energy and health. And eventually, after going through a lot of different tests and trying to figure things out with the help of a chiropractor and functional medicine practitioner, I started on the road to recovery with adrenal imbalance. So a lot of people refer to this as adrenal fatigue, and it's actually more accurate to say that it's adrenal imbalance because the adrenals don't actually get fatigued. And if you're curious about what the adrenal glands are, they are located near your kidneys, and they are responsible for creating and releasing hormones in the body, primarily stress hormones. So these are the hormones that regulate our energy production and storage, immune function, heart rate, muscle tone, and other processes that help us cope with stressors. So when the function of the adrenal glands is suffering, then so do the rest of these body processes. And it's really difficult to heal certain things if you don't address adrenal issues because they are so linked with many things in the body. So again, you may have heard of adrenal fatigue and you may be experiencing these symptoms, but again, I would say it's more accurate to call this adrenal dysfunction or imbalance because the adrenals don't actually get fatigued. But here's what's going on. Stress comes in a lot of forms, right? But your body, our bodies don't distinguish the difference between a physical crisis like an illness or having some gut issues going on versus an emotional time like the death of a loved one or something that you're experiencing that's new in your life and it could be a positive change like you're starting um, a new program, you are going to grad school, you're moving across the country, something like that. It could be a positive experience, but because it's a change, it still could be a stressor on your body. And your nervous system and adrenal glands respond to the stress or to the change in order to maintain homeostasis and, in other words, balance in the body. So things like poor diet or not getting enough sleep having illnesses that are ongoing, chronic, whether you know about them or not, being exposed to environmental toxins, and just these prolonged situations of feeling stressed out, so to speak, can result in adrenal issues. So anyone can experience adrenal dysfunction, and it really is coming from this overstimulation and the adrenal glands inability to keep up or to recover with that. And it can be caused by a single stress or by chronic stressors that have a cumulative effect. So the symptoms are interesting because there's so many things that can be going on and it can often be misdiagnosed because of this. So adrenal imbalance can, you know, be linked with fatigue. It can be that you're feeling tired upon waking up in the morning. 
and maybe having like a little burst of energy around 5 p.m. You could have muscle aches and pains. You could have frequent infections, digestive problems, allergies. You might crave salty or sweet foods. Definitely that feeling of being run down and overwhelmed is prominent. Feeling mentally foggy as well and just sort of mentally fatigued. You might notice weight gain. You might even feel depressed. There is an overlap of symptoms, obviously, which often makes it difficult to distinguish what's really going on. And by only looking at one or two of the symptoms rather than the whole body, doctors may attempt to diagnose and treat without recognizing that the adrenal glands need support before other healing can take place. And I think this is what I noticed in, in my case. Um, it was something that was going to be misdiagnosed at first. I remember the doctor basically wanting to put me on an anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication because those were some of the things that I was showing up with as far as symptoms, but yet there was something underlying all of that that was definitely wrong, and those medications would not have helped me. So I think I'm just reminding you in this that it's so important to look at the whole picture, to take a holistic approach to this, to see what you can do for yourself um, alongside getting those tests and finding out what's going on. Um, because adrenal issues can be misdiagnosed or just difficult to identify with simply getting blood tests to measure cortisol and other stress hormones. They may appear normal. In my case, actually, cortisol was on the low end of normal, but I was definitely not feeling normal. It wasn't normal for me. So it was after seeing several different doctors and looking into it from a lot of different angles that finally I did get a lot of answers through a functional medicine practitioner who was trained in clinical nutrition and acupuncture, and we were able, or he was able, to identify the problem through a holistic perspective. And then I started on the road to recovery with the help of supplements and lifestyle changes. So I just have to say that consulting with a physician is so important. It's important to talk about the right supplementation for you and the lifestyle changes, though, are equally as vital. And perhaps that's something that you can walk away with from this conversation today. Because, you know, several months before I was diagnosed with adrenal issues or that I really identified that's what was going on through the test that I got, I had done my own research on the symptoms I was experiencing, of course, to try to understand what was going on. And I had started to treat myself as if it were adrenal dysfunction to help myself recover naturally. And I think that really helped because the things that I'm going to share with you are what I started, some of the things are some of the things that I started to do for myself. So here's the five ways that I helped myself recover from adrenal issues and feeling burnout. Number one was I slowed down. I slowed way down. So if you're the kind of person who tends to be on the go, type A, high-paced, let's get it done, very motivated, ambitious, and driven. Those are all wonderful qualities, but hitting rock bottom with adrenal issues is definitely a wake-up call in finding that balance, finding those ebbs and flows, understanding that we're cyclical beings. So when I found myself unmotivated and unable to continue at that preferred pace that felt really fun and high energy, I had no choice but to see what was needing some 
new direction, some balance. So rather than staying in that days of burnout, it started me in a new direction and I found myself heading down a trail to a new lifestyle in a sense. And the thing that I want to remind you of is that there are no medals at the finish line of overworking and not listening to your body, just adrenal issues. So just take heed to how, you know, we are cyclical beings. I've talked about this in previous episodes, how there's ebbs and flows to our life and to the way our body functions. And I just remember one weekend in the middle of all this, and I was wanting to recover and I was out on a hike And I saw this sign that said, healing in progress, stay on designated trails only. You know those signs that the parks put up in areas where maybe regrowth is needed or there's been some kind of damage and the area is under repair. So the sign said, healing in progress, stay on designated trails only. And I just looked at it and I thought, that's exactly what I need to hear right now. Any energy that I have needs to go towards healing. To stay on designated trails was like a metaphor for paying attention to the healing and doing the things that are helpful for me. So healing in progress, stay on designated trails only. Maybe that's a sign that you need as well. The second thing that I would say that is related to this is that I moderated what I was doing in terms of exercise. So one of the most difficult things for me was moving my body less for sure and not getting that adrenaline rush of a long run or a long climb but hard workouts only cause the adrenal glands to work harder rather than allow them to rest and recover because exercise is a stress as well and when you exercise your adrenal glands produce more cortisol to meet that demand so if you're feeling this way too know that you'll get back on the trail so to speak Uh, either literally or metaphorically, but for now, you need to take it easy if you want to recover. You might want to learn to practice yoga. Practicing deep breathing was very helpful for me. I had never done anything like that before, and I learned how to breathe, learned how to meditate. I learned how to relax in certain poses where I was tuned in more to my body and had more body awareness, and these were all extremely important because they helped me to calm the mind racing tendency that I had and then that feeling of overwhelm that comes with adrenal issues. So, you know, managing our energy and stress is so important for everything that we do. And it's not always something that we're taught growing up, but you can learn it now. And I would say that practicing some of these things like deep breathing and yoga and relaxation are really important. But one of the other tools that I used in conjunction with those practices uh, was essential oils. And I want to give you a few that really are nice for me to relax and calm down. They're beautiful when I'm feeling stressed and they really calm my nervous system. Uh, Three of my favorites are lavender, vetiver, and jasmine. And of course, if you need to explore essential oils more, that's a huge part of what I share with you. And you could go to jennyholbert.com forward slash oils to learn more about essential oils. Uh, But I also referenced um, a lot of different things in episode number 12 on how to stress less and be more productive. So you might want to go back and listen to that episode as well. The third thing that I did to help myself recover was unplug. 
So spending time around electronics, especially right before bedtime, is just a no-no for adrenal recovery. We get our optimal sleep between 10 a.m. and or 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. So 10 at night, 6 in the morning. But the hours leading up to sleep are really important as well. With adrenal issues, you might have your most energy around 5 p.m., but you don't want to overstimulate your body at that point. And especially as you get closer to bedtime, like that hour or two before bed, it's not a good thing for us to be like sitting in front of the TV or a computer screen. The hormones that help you to wind down, help that nervous system to go into like more parasympathetic mode and really get a good sleep, get released when we're not surrounded by lights and electronic devices. So we want to be aware of that and really start to wind down, you know, an hour or two before bed. And I continue to make it a goal to avoid screens at least an hour before bed these days. I have blue light blocker glasses, too, that I wear if I'm going to be spending a long time at the computer. Sometimes I wear them during the day, but I definitely wear them at night. So that the blue light blocker glasses actually help with that blue light that you get from the screens, and um, that is going to interfere with what our brain picks up in terms of like what time of day it is. So it's helpful to have the blue light blocker so that you're not getting that. And the other thing I do is I actually change the light settings on my phone and on my computer screen so that they're always like at a lower setting. They're not super bright at any point, even during the day. So you might want to adjust those light settings on those devices too. When it comes to sleep, it is so important to get as much sleep and rest as possible. And it was so interesting to me because I noticed that as I allowed myself to recover during this time, I felt the best with at least nine hours of sleep most nights. So, I mean, I didn't always get that. I actually had some challenges around sleep. And of course, just with my schedule, I wasn't always able to get that much. But most of the time, um, I really strive to get that nine plus hours for about nine months, I remember. So it was only during that time when I really needed the extra recovery and extra rest. And, you know, now seven, eight hours of rest a night is typically good for me. But everyone's different. And so you should notice and pay attention to what your body needs in order to rest. The fourth thing that I want to share is that food is medicine. So as tempting as it is to reach for something like caffeine when you're totally foggy and mentally and physically fatigued, it's one of the worst solutions and options because of the added stress on the adrenal glands. Uh, so another thing that's not so good is sugar. Uh, you want to avoid that. I mean, sugar's just something that we should avoid anyway. It's a processed chemical that our body doesn't recognize and that as you know, spurs a lot of inflammation anyway. But because of the drastic impact that it has on our blood sugar, it's a good idea to be more moderate with that and even more moderate with natural sweeteners and fruits. If you're already feeling lightheaded, dizzy, and foggy, that could be from hypoglycemia. So just be cautious of the sugar intake and definitely with the caffeine. Instead of caffeine, I started to turn to my peppermint essential oil for energy and my citrus oils. So wild orange and lemon and peppermint were some of my go-tos. And I would just take them in my hands and inhale them or I would diffuse them. And that is such an amazing energy boost. But there's also some other foods like maca 
and um, spirulina and some other herbs that were great to supplement because they really are supportive to the adrenal glands. Maca is an adaptogen, so it helps those hormone-producing glands and especially helps our stress response. But they also helped me with energy, gave me a good source of protein, and that was very helpful as well. The other thing I want to say with food as medicine is that it's really important to check and see if you have any food allergies or food intolerances because a main stressor to the adrenal glands may be coming from chronic digestive stress. And that's because an allergic response to the food results in inflammation. And again, that could be a root cause of the stress going on in your body. So, you know, I've talked about before with eating a nature-inspired diet that's full of real food, and I think that's just so much more important in a time like this when you're wanting to heal and you can truly use food as medicine. Kind of along the lines of food, supplements were very important as well. So I'm super passionate about using plants and food as medicine, and essential oils aren't necessarily um, the only supplement that I use, but they were a huge part of my personal health, and they're obviously a huge part of what I teach too. So with adrenal issues, I said like I use peppermint for energy, marjoram and wintergreen are really helpful for sore muscles and for headaches. To help with sleep, I turn to lavender and Roman chamomile as well as vetiver. And then to support the health of the adrenal glands themselves, basil and rosemary essential oil are really great. So I would put them in a roller bottle with fractionated coconut oil to dilute them and put that on my low back. So I'd roll it over the adrenal glands and I do that a few times a day. So the key is I think finding the oils that work best with your body, but I wanted to share a few of those that have been helpful to me and were helpful to me tremendously during that time. And again, if you need more information to learn about essential oils, go to jennyholbert.com forward slash oils. And so with supplements, I think what I want to share with you about this is that it's so important to find a physician or practitioner who can help you figure out what your body needs to recover. There's a lot of things out there, and the most optimal treatment and supplements are going to be specific to you. So you're going to possibly get blood work and see what your zinc levels are like and your B vitamins, and knowing all of that is going to help you to identify and work with them on what you actually need. So it could be B vitamins, could be zinc. You might also incorporate herbs like licorice root, ashwagandha, American ginseng. Those are some of the nutrients and herbs that I ended up using to help support the adrenals. I also used sea salt really liberally. Most of us have heard to limit our salt intake, but with adrenal issues, you can throw that advice out the window along with refined table salt, though, for that matter. You want to choose high-quality, mineral-rich sea salt, like Himalayan or Celtic sea salt. And you want to use it quite a bit. In fact, I still, to this day, often uh, in the mornings, I don't do it every morning, but a lot of times, I do a warm cup of water and lemon essential oil for sure. That's every morning. But a lot of times, I will add a few shakes of sea salt. So it's good to have that first thing in the morning for our hormones. And so because of the flavor of that as well, you probably won't use as much of that high-quality, mineral-rich sea salt. Um, but it's really important to use that and to not limit your salt intake. It will add important nutrients to support your hormones when you get all of those minerals. So 
To find out all the things that I mentioned in this episode, you can go to jennyholbert.com forward slash 48. I know I mentioned a lot of things and you might want to have all the links. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful for you. And thank you for sharing this with someone who might love to hear it. If you don't want to miss future episodes, be sure to subscribe before you go. And until we chat again, my friend, go live your one wild life.